Uh, welcome to another edition of the Comedian's Table here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. I'm your host, Brian Major. And for those of you unaware, every comedy venue should or does have a table set aside for the comedians for us to sit around, hang out, BS, catch up, gossip, etc. And that's what this is. Just a bunch of comedians sitting around a table, catching up, BSing. Tonight my guests are... Hirdish Bajwa. Diane Hewitt. Sam Benison. So, it's now what? Middle of May? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> the first shows that me and Kylie Lewis Holt did at The Firm, which is now closed, was, I think, the end of February? Was it? I, I think he did one in April. I know we did one in February. That was when Chris Gaskin was in town. Yeah, okay. I, re- I remember that one. I was there okay. for February 24. So it was February. And what I wanted... And then we had the... March 24th was the Comedy Clash. Was the Comedy Clash. So you guys haven't been here since? Because you no. guys were in here right before the Clash. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you guys is how did you find out there was a comedy scene here in Prince George because with her dash, when I was packing up the show for the Chris Gaskin show, he was talking to Chris and I overheard him mention something about uh, he's always wanted to try stand-up comedy. And I didn't actually speak to him that night because I was, I was busy. But he purchased a ticket to the event through Eventbrite, which provides me with his email address. And so I took a chance. <laughs> there was a brown guy, <laughs> and there was all these listed names, and there was a Herdesh Bosch, and I'm like, I wonder if that's the guy. <laughs> mm, yeah, a lot of brown guys chance. in Prince George. <laughs> <laughs> but you went to the show by yourself, and you bought yeah. an individual ticket. Yeah. So that kind of... And so I, I took a shot in the dark. I said, hey, were you that guy that was talking to Chris Gaskin at the end of the show? You mentioned you want to try, try stand-up comedy because we have a contest coming up. And sure enough, it was. And that's how he came into the comedy scene. Yeah, it was a pretty good guess. I've, <laughs> I've seen a lot of brown people around Prince George or anywhere that travel with friends or cousins. Not alone. <laughs> good, thing na- good thing your name was Herdesh. Hey? Yeah. Because you're, you're only here for a short time. You're here for school or for work? Both. Both? Yeah, I'll be staying till the end of uh, this year. Possibly later. I don't know. This is like a black hole, just Prince George <laughs> in general. That's why it's called the bowl, because <laughs> you'll just get sucked in and then you stay forever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just wanted to relate a story. When I was in university, I took a lot of geography courses. And one of the courses was going to be held during the summer. But it wasn't going to be, part of it was going to be at, at the campus. Part of it was going to be a field trip to South Africa. Wow. <laughs> wow. I forget what the course was, but it was a geography course. And before we, le- before we left, I actually didn't end up going on the trip. We had an information session where the teacher that was going to be teaching the course was going to tell us all about what was involved in the course, like what will you need and uh, travel requirements financing, stuff like that, right? Any questions we had about the course? So I went to this information session. She's telling us what the course is going to be about. 
where we're going to be going. And then she goes, so it's a good thing that we have so-and-so with us who speaks Swahili. And his back, I was like facing her. And so I kind of snuck, snuck around and looked. And there was one black guy at the table. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that must be who she's referring to, the one that speaks Swahili. And I told this story to my, my ex-wife, my wife at the time. And she goes, you can't think that way. I'm like, what way? She goes, you can't assume the one guy, the one black guy at the table is the one that speaks Swahili, which is true, but <laughs> I'm willing to bet that was the guy. And that was the chance I took to contact her dash. Hmm. And that's how her dash came into the comedy scene here in Prince George. How did you guys? Because I met you two. Mike McGuire, Virginia O'Dine, and Cody Malbu were putting a show on at the art space. And you were both uh, on the show. Um, I think someone pulled out and Mike said to Diane, here's your chance to get on stage. How did you learn of the comedy scene in Prince George? How did you become a part of it? Yes. Either or. Okay. Diane first. Okay. Go. All right. You got this. Go. So uh, basically, I mean, I've always loved stand-up comedy and, and I always thought it was pretty funny. Uh, and you then. Are. Thank you. Um, I decided I really wanted to give stand-up a shot and actually try it and stop talking about it. So I ventured out completely on my own to Nancy O's. Okay. Okay. And uh, actually, just to back it up, one month, I guess, I went to see Alex McKenzie's show at the Civic Center. Uh, okay. He did a, a what was it? Uh, was it the Variety Show? It, no, it was a, oh my goodness, I forgot the name of it, Hungry for Laughs. And he had four, four, four stand-ups. He was one of them. Let me guess. Ivan Decker. He looks like uh, Connor McDavid, the hockey player. Mm, honestly, I can't Nice, remember. sharp suit. S- slim guy. Yeah. Clean cut. And then I think there was a, Brit- a British guy there as well. Simon King? He did, a, he did a really cool show where he got people to say certain words. Oh, the freestyle rapper. Is that the guy? Yeah. Okay, him, right? So I was really, it was all new to me. I, I didn't even know of the comedy scene. So I reached out to Alex McKenzie and I just said, hey, you know, I want to try stand-up. Can you give me some advice and what direction? So he gave me three names uh, to contact. Mike McGuire. Um, oh, goodness. John White. And Dale Ernstein, not mine, not yours. No, sorry. It was wow. just in. A, it was. Oh, oh my! I, I got so, Alex. I got someone in trouble. Alex is in trouble. <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna stop you there. Okay. Okay. So I'm doing a show. There was a professional comedy show at Nancy O's. They had them every every month, Thursday and Friday. They bring in a pro headliner, and locals would open. I was one of the openers. I might have been the MC. But after the show, this guy in the audience offers to buy me a, a drink. And so I accept. This is when I used to drink. And so I sat with him. And there was like a bunch of people. He turns to me and he goes, have you heard of this podcast called, called Address This Mess? I'm like, no. He goes, well, two friends of mine uh, do it. Uh, they're they're kind of funny, right? I'm like, okay, I've... I've Never, you know, I I didn't know of any podcasts based in Prince George. 
So I, I did a search and I found them on YouTube. And it was mostly them just, you know, by themselves, these two guys. One episode, they interviewed this comedian from New York via Zoom. I was like, well, this is interesting. How did they manage to get a New York comedian on their podcast? So I listened to it. And basically, all they were doing was asking questions like, how do you become a comedian? What do you do to become a comedian? How do you go about it? And all this stuff. And I was like, wait, do these guys want to become comedians? Because <laughs> then he finally mentioned it. He's like, Alex McKenzie was one of the hosts. Oh. And he goes, uh, yeah, because I've, I've been writing some jokes and I want to you know, get into comedy. I just don't know how to go about it to do it in this small northern town. How long ago was this, Brian? About eight years ago. Okay. And so uh, I reached out to him. I was like, hey, I saw your podcast. You said you wanted to try stand-up comedy. We're having an open mic at Nancy O's. Did you want to? Uh, no, I, no, it was at Alfredo's Pub when there was an Alfredo's Pub. And I said, did you want to come by and try out your jokes? And he's like, sure, that'd be great. And then he goes, would you like to be a guest on my podcast? I was like, yeah, of course, right? And that's where I met Alex and his partner, <laughs> his comedy partner, Michael Stang. And so it was the same thing as what they had done with that New York uh, comic. They just had a bunch of questions for me. How did you get started? How do you do this? And then through our conversation with, because uh, I already knew Alex wanted to try it. And then his friend, Mike, he he goes, yeah, I've been writing some jokes too and I want to, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is you awesome. Hit the gold mine. <laughs> we like because this is when our community was very small, right? And so that was how they got into the comedy. Michael Stang was a great comedian. He only did it for a while. I think he only did it because he wanted to show that he could do it at a, at a certain level. And he and he was he was a very good comedian. And then Alex went on to you know do what he did: sold his house, bought an RV, he's traveling the country. Traveling the world. Yeah, yeah traveling the yeah. world. He was in Australia for a little while. He's done very well. Yep. And that was how... Like, I've always wondered, what would have happened if that guy hadn't bought me a drink, didn't mention the podcast, mm-hmm. I didn't listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. and I didn't reach out to him? I, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, there was all these things that happened for him to become... Because he had no clue. Because he said... I think during the podcast he mentioned he goes yeah I, I was search I was googling Prince George comedy and nothing came up and I'm like what are you talking about we do monthly shows at Nancy O's he's like oh I didn't know that right and so that anyways that's how he got into it and so when he introduces me to people he goes this is Brian he got me into comedy <laughs> right and so for him to say give you three names I'm gonna message him and I'm gonna say something about it. I don't know maybe and he, I wasn't one of the ones that maybe he, he listens to the show but I kind of I don't know I no, guess he I he's too busy I just reached he might have out. assumed you were tired or something because uh, Mike oh, McGuire and them they have been doing like shows after shows and he might have just known that they are doing live and tracks I've, and, and you I've didn't also do been saying, at the time and I've also been saying on this show 
even though I'm no longer doing comedy, I still love hanging out with comedians, which is what the com- comedian's table is. It came across. <laughs> I, I got the impression from you, Brian, that you had taken a break from oh, comedy, I did. I right? Did. So maybe that's why Alex didn't think of you. I'm not trying to. T- I know. <laughs> but, but anyway, that was where, where it started for me. And then so. So you, you, you reached out to. I reached out to. All three or one? No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't reach out to. Let me think. Dale Ernstine, John White. I, I, you know what? I think what happened was I reached out to Alex probably in January, which was after his show. And I just said, hey, I want to try it. What's your advice? And he didn't respond for a really long time. And then I ended up doing Nancy O's in January, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I was so pleased with myself that I had done it without telling anybody. I messaged Alex and said, hey, you know, I, I tried I tried it. I tried it at Nancy O's 10 minutes and I want more, right? I want more. And uh, I, I said, who do I reach out to? I think that's when the names came up. And so when I contacted Mike McGuire... Uh, through uh, Facebook, that's when the show was coming up for him at, at the arts art space. Yep. And what I what I was under the impression oh, was it that was that the one that was right after Valentine's Day? Yes, yeah. it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Like, yes, yeah, something what they call candy, it? Disc- discount, discount candy. candy okay. Yeah, but what it was kind of funny. What happened when I contacted Mike McGuire and I said, "Hey, and I here's." My experience is twice at Nancy O's, and I'd like to try it again. And so he he messaged me, and he said, uh, five five minutes for twenty bucks. And I thought, well, I'm not going to pay twenty bucks. <laughs> like I really thought he was saying, if you want to try it, give me twenty, and I'll give you five, right? So as it turns out, I I said, well, I'll volunteer, because he wasn't offering me a spot. Right. So I said, well, I'll come down. And he said, he invited me, come down, see how we run things, see how you like it, yada, yada, and see how we set up. And I thought, well, I'll come set up chairs and volunteer. And the day of that someone, thing, someone dropped out. I, I don't know the details. I just got a message from Mike and said, hey, we're going to move you up the ladder. Or we're going to move you up and give you five. Right. And I thought, oh, cool. Right on. I was just really excited and adrenaline and everything. Right. And then uh, then we did the five minutes, right. Our five minuteers. And uh, it was so funny because then he offers me twenty dollars. And I thought he was kidding because I thought, wait a minute. Did you want me to pay you or you're paying me? I'm like, oh, wow, really? I, I, I made it. I made 20 bucks. I'm a real comedian. <laughs> you're a professional now. You become a professional as soon as you get paid. And yeah. that's how you put it on your resume. Yeah, but I still I still can't call myself a comedian. I mean, I like to do stand up. That but was the, one of the questions I had for you guys. Now right. that it's been, <laughs> yeah, I still can't call myself that. I call you guys comedians, right? But I, I, I really know. me. I do, Herdash. <laughs> okay. Yes, thank you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have so, also wondered that too. Yeah, like when can you call yourself a comedian? You can call yourself anything you like. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse, if you want. <laughs> so that was how you found us. Well, yeah, because then and then I went to Chris Gaskin's show, and I pay, I was also I paid, right? Cause I remember. I, I, and then and then we <laughs> chatted, and then I met you. But that was the night I met Devin. I had contacted Devin as well. Devin Flynn. Devin Flynn as well. Yeah, and we had uh, uh, messaged a few times back and forth, and then I saw him come in. I didn't ever had never met Devin Flynn before that show. And then I seen him walk down the stairs and I jumped up and like, Hey, I'm Diane, you know, I'm really into this. I really want to get into comedy and we chatted and um yeah, that's how I got in touch with that's how I met you, Brian. 
What's your story? So I sort of <laughs> fell into the comedy scene backwards because at 14, I met William Bruins for the first time in Fort St. James at a... Who's that? He's a magician in town. Okay. Oh, cool. You, you've met him. You just don't remember meeting him. But Is he the, the conjurer? Yeah. Okay. He's the recluse. <laughs> but yeah, Does so he also I, have a run as like a sound system company? Yeah, now he's just doing mostly DJ work. Okay. He has a couple issues with his hands, so he can't really do the whole magic part anymore, but he still loves to do it in his free time. But yeah, I met him when I was 14 at a Canada Day event, and I was like, hey, I want to learn how to do magic, and sort of been pestering him since I was 18, finally moved to Prince George, and... He was like, okay, we'll get you on. We'll, you can do a couple uh, tables. And that was where I originally met Mike McGuire, was doing some table magic at the same show as him. And then I met Cody and Kylie. And Cody Melbooth. Cody Melbooth, Kylie Lewis-Holt, and Dylan F- Devin Flynn at another show that we did. And that's sort of how I knew the comedy scene. And I went to school during the pandemic because, you know, might as well learn if you can't <laughs> do anything. And then I came back and I talked to Mike McGuire and he gave me a spot on Artspace. Was that your first time? No, I've been doing it on and off for like years. Really? Here in town? Yeah. See, it's funny because you have met me multiple times, but I was (laughs) pre-transition. So I was a different person with a different name at the time. Okay. 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 Huh. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's funny because everyone's like, oh, yeah, you're new to town, and I have been here for quite a while, but everyone forgets because, yeah, I went by a different name. Oh, wow. Okay. Quite a history. <laughs> so that was late February. Late March was the comedy clash. What did you guys think of the clash? I loved it. Here's the thing. There's a similar event in Kelowna. I'm going to say Kelowna. Kylie has been to it. She's actually won. It goes by Comedy Bloodsport or something like that. And I had no idea what it was about. She assumed I did. And then she... It was her show. I I had no idea. Like I think you had messaged me. Like, how does this work? And I'm like... I don't know. Ask Kylie. <laughs> she, because she had mentioned, okay, everyone's doing five minutes, and then afterwards three minutes, and that was news to me. And so uh, the way it worked is, sorry, two, not three, it was two minutes. Oh, after. was it? Yeah. I don't know. I, was, I heard that I we were doing five minutes for the comedy clash, and then the day of, they were like, oh, surprise, you get an extra three minutes. I was like, ah, I don't have enough material. <laughs> oh, told three. I was told two. Yeah, I was a little worried. I did hear three minutes. Shannon didn't hear that either. She, Shannon did, did not know. So it was a surprise. It to was kind everyone. of a, yeah. It really was. Shannon Williams. Yeah, because she came up. She came up with a a story for her two minutes, and she did fantastic. Right. And so the way it worked is everyone's all the contestants' names were put into a, a hat. Someone pulled out the first name, the second name, and they performed. And then the second person pulled up, and they went head to head. Mm-hmm. And the audience voted as to who moved on to the next round mm-hmm. until we went through all eight contestants in the first round. And then the, the winners moved on to the second round. They got three minutes, and the losers went to the losers round. And I think they did two or three minutes as well. 
And so, yeah, that format was entirely, like I said, I knew nothing about it. So I couldn't answer your questions. If it was a surprise to you, sorry, it wasn't on me. <laughs> but uh, what, what did you guys think of it? It was a fantastic time. It was great fun. I enjoyed it. I think we should do like another version of it, but like this time of roast battles, because we know a lot of the comedians in Prince George now. So it'd be great to <laughs> be able to do a little bit of a roast battle. Hmm. I, I, I do know that prior to the firm closing, we had our monthly dates set up. It was going to be every four weeks. The mm. next show would have been May 17th and 18th. The 17th was going to be the Comedy Clash 2. I think we're still I think we're still looking for a venue. But I've heard because the winner of the Comedy Clash 1 got 200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. By a sponsor. Uh, I've heard that the winner will now get four hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so can I just ask about yeah. just curious about uh, the venue? Um did, like did you guys have to pay for the space? Nope. They Cuz that's they what just... we we need to f- replace that space, right? A free space to perform because now that the cl- uh the firm is closed, uh I'm I feel so heartbroken that we've kind of lost that that little area that we had, right? I was really feeling part of it. Yeah, it, it was a great venue. It, mm-hmm. um, when the Gypsy Entertainment guys were running shows there, the headliners that went through there, uh, I heard one of them said it, it's got a comedy club feel. Oh, to yeah. Because yeah. of the low ceilings, good sight lines. Yeah, it's a great it, venue. It was nice. You go down into the basement, you see the comedian at the front, and you know where you are and where to sit. It was a beautiful venue. I like that Kylie Lewis Holt had had mentioned it was like a New York comedy club feel, you know, like with, like you said, the low ceilings and the dark, you know, the dark screen. It was just fantastic. And I really hope that we can find a new venue. The closest thing to it is art space. Yeah, but you got to pay for that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's the Omanika place as well. Right, I think that's... $400 a night. Is it? Yes. What about underneath of Karim? Because Karim used to be Buskers. It's the Indo-Chinese restaurant. And they have a really nice basement Where's that they that? used to do shows in when it was Buskers. The um, Connaught Hill. The Connaught Hill restaurant? Yeah, Connaught Hill. The okay. Connaught Hill uh, motel with the restaurant. Oh, that was in the basement? In they, yeah, they used to do like metal shows and stuff in the basement there. And it has a beautiful basement. That might be an option. Hmm. But that was back when it was Buskers and not Is it Karam. anything now? It's uh, Karam, Indo-Chinese. They have a second location. Indo-Chinese? Yes. So Indian food and, and Chinese, Chinese food. food. Okay. Interesting. Asianatic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can someone fill me in on the loop? Why did uh, the owner the of the building down? Okay. Uh, basically evicted them? I think he was going to sell the building or something. There's some speculation. There's lots of stuff online about what happened. The bottom line is, you know, we lost that venue, and I don't know if they're going to reopen. Not in that location, they won't, but maybe... There used to be a a place over here on Queensway. It was called the Wings and Things. I think it's like the Aboriginal Business Centre and Development Centre now. Okay. But upstairs was a venue called the Wings and Things. 
we we had a couple couple of shows there. One of them was our dirty dirty show. <laughs> uh, we had all the it was right around Valentine's Day, so we had all the comedians do their dirtiest dirty <laughs> jokes. <laughs> And Sounds fun. <laughs> it was. It was. We had a guy on there. His name was Jaime. But you, if you look Jaime? at his, if you look at his name, it looks like Jamie, right? But it's J A I M E, and he's Latin. I don't know what type of Latin, but he has got a high body count, <laughs> and he told us all about it, and it was. Wow, <laughs> and he wasn't our headliner. We uh, the headliner was a guy named Jonathan McMillan, who is no longer in Prince George. I don't even know if he's doing comedy anymore. But we, because of Jaime and a bunch of other people, we sold that place out. Um, it was a fun night. Um, I remember one other show we did there. It was right around. I forget the date, but we were all doing our best seven minutes and we were filming it to submit to festivals. Nothing ever came of it because no one ever got on any festivals, but um, yeah, that was also a good venue. That's Has Prince George ever done a comedy fest? Cause I oh, know sorry, you can't see me shaking my head. Yeah, no, no, he's shaking his head. No, because no, I mean, there's music fest, there's art fest, there's everything, right? And there's just no... That's the thing. Comedy falls between the cracks mm-hmm. when it comes to funding because um, it's not theater it's not music it's not you know all those other things because there's funding for music there's funding for theater there's funding for dance stand-up comedy you're the best thing you can do SOL. is pretend that you're something else and then just do comedy <laughs> like a musical but comedian I've heard that there is a comedy festival that has done that. <laughs> and they've gotten funding from the government. How do we do that? You basically <laughs> lie to the government. Let's do it. <laughs> What's a little fraud between friends? <laughs> well, could you have a hand-in-hand, you know, art fest, comedy fest? I mean, we're going to show mm-hmm. someone's artwork locally, and then in the evening we'll have a bunch of local comics. One thing I've, mm-hmm. I've always thought about is doing an all-Indigenous comedy festival. <laughs> stomp, stomp my feet. Stomp, stomp. Because <laughs> the, the Indigenous comedy scene in Canada is growing. I bet you there's funding. <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> I haven't looked into it, but that's the thing. And it w- probably wouldn't be too difficult to get sponsorship for things like something like that. So, it's something I I haven't entirely ruled out. Could have a guest like me. (laughs) We have one of the reasons I brought Chris Gaskin is in to do the Justice Comedy Showcase for the all BIPOC lineup because he has a joke about being a token white guy. (laughs) (laughs) He got a super short haircut just for the event too, didn't he? When he showed up at the when I showed up at the airport to pick him up, I'm like, and he's got this black bomber jacket and these tight blue jeans, and I'm like, could you look any more American History X than this? 
I mean, the only thing he was missing was jackboots. <laughs> <laughs> a face tattoo. <laughs> Teardrop tattoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. But How was that show? I, I, I missed it, and I'm sad. We're going to have to talk about it on the next episode. Sounds good. Uh, this has been The Comedian's Table here on 93.1 CFIS FM. I'm your host, Brian Major. Tonight, my guests were... Hidish Bajwa. Barely. <laughs> Diane Hewitt. Sam Bettison. Thank you for listening. This is on Spotify.